You're listening to RE Snapshots. Each fortnight, we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance, and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. For RE Snapshots this week, we are celebrating the fact that we have published 100 RE Insights. And to join me in the celebration is Peter Newman. How are you, Peter? Very well, Jess. Now, firstly, we're going to just go over the highlights package that you put together for RE Insight. We compiled together. You've pulled out all the articles that uh, were the were the major ones over the last five years. And then a little bit later, we're going to chat about the evolution of the RE Communications Program, which you were an integral part of developing and moving through those five years. But let's focus first on this highlights reel. Can you tell us what were some of the big stories over the last five years, Pete? Yeah, well, every time we send an RE Insight, Jess, we get some measure of how it goes because we see how many people open it and we see how many people click through to the website. And so that gives us a really good indication of how popular it is. And sometimes we have videos attached as well and we can see how many people go to those. So we do actually get to measure these things. And so we looked at all of that and we also spoke to the rest of the communication team and about some of their favourites and so on about the big stories over the years. So number one being the day that they announced that the integrated Harrington Seed Destructor was going to start commercial development by De Bruin Engineering. So that was a big day and that was, I think, to date still our most popular one in terms of number of people that opened the email and clicked through to the website. Yeah, right. And a deserving number one, really. A lot of work went into that. So Yeah, it was years in the coming. I think it might have been our, oh, it might have been our second or third RE Insight ever was about the toe behind Harrington Seed Destructor somewhere back there. And then, uh, yeah, a few years later, eventually they moved to the integrated model and it was, yeah, it was big news. Yeah, definitely. And then number two, probably my favourite title, Keith Richards, not Jimi Hendrix in July 2015. Tell us about that one, Pete. Yeah, well, sort of, we love a bit of a quirky sort of start to RE. And so if we can, for to entertain the readers and ourselves a little bit, Jess, I guess. (laughs) But um, that one there was, we'd we'd interviewed Pat Trannell. He was a university from Illinois researcher in the USA. And he talked about the importance of mixing herbicides and putting two herbicides together rather than the message of rotating from one year to the next. And then we sort of added our own additional bit to it, which is the mix and rotate message. And the reason we've called it the Keith Richards, not Jimi Hendrix, is that Keith Richards is living hard and he's going to die old one day. It's amazing how, how hard that guy's partying and he's still with us. Uh, and so the analogy to herbicides is when we mix and rotate them, we use a lot of herbicides, but somehow that is helping them to die old. They're like, it's making them last a long time. So by using them in mixtures, we can actually get more shots of herbicides so they are living hard and dying old. Yes, definitely. And number three, spoiled rotten, back a few years now, September 2014. Yeah, well, one of my all-time favourite Monty Python skits was when they used to sit around bragging about how hard they had it when they were kids. I don't know if you've ever watched it. <laughs> I have, yeah. We used to live in, the, in a paper bag in the middle of the road, <laughs> pee the milliner for the right to work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we sort of made the analogy that there's a lot of harvest wheat seed control choices out there that farmers are a little bit spoiled for choice. We don't mean that farmers are spoiled, of course, but we are saying that, um, uh, that yeah, that 
really harvest weed seed control has evolved over the years and farmers have continued to invent tools and all of the harvest weed seed control tools some had some major farmer involvement in the invention of them and there are now at least six of them out there on the market. So yeah. that was really one that just summarised all of them and the pros and cons and how much it costs and that sort of thing. And we're going to redo that one too, Jess. Yes, we are. There's a few more things to add to it I, since it's a little bit old now, four years ago. So, yeah, it'll be good to get that one updated and out there in the near future. I like this title as well and um, the analogy you used, Pete. Number four, how stuff works, 2,4-D, free radicals and monkeys. Bit of a difficult concept to, uh, for people to get their heads around, but I think you made it work in this insight. Can you give us a bit of an overview? Yeah, well, so since I was an agronomist, I used to ask people how 2,4-D worked and nobody could give me the answer and nobody knew. So it's one of our oldest herbicides ever. It came out just around the end of the Second World War, I think and uh, we still really didn't know how it worked. And we have Danica Goggin in RE. She's a great researcher, and she patiently sat down and explained it to me over quite a few sessions of how it worked, and then I came up with my own take on it. So basically, you've got a whole heap of genes, and you've got some which are coding for auxins, and auxins are the growth regulators of the plant, And but that part of the gene often has a bit stuck onto it, saying that that can't be expressed so no mm. oxen is produced and that's what I call the monkey the, mon- <laughs> like the monkey on the back of the sportsman when, it's got, when he's got a monkey on his back he can't perform or she can't perform and so I call that transcriptional repressor <laughs> is what it's really called the monkey on the gene's back so the oxen isn't produced and, and what happens when 2,4-D is applied all of those monkeys get ripped off the back of the genes and all of the oxen is expressed at once and the plant sort of just grows itself to death. So, right. yeah, look, it's hard to explain. <laughs> I think it makes sense, though. And if, if you want to get your head around 2,4-D, it's a good one to read, Pete. It's definitely, it definitely makes sense once you read the uh, sit down and take a bit of time to take in the RE insight. So it's, I think it works. And I like the yeah. graphics as well that Brogan McAuliffe made. So Brogan was a communications officer a few years back and she had a lot of which we'll talk about a little bit later, but she made the graphic there. We'll talk about the RE evolution a bit later on. But, yeah, good one to revisit if you want to get your head around 2,4-D. Yeah, and for me, that one was really the epitome of what we're trying to do with RE Communications, Jess, is taking those super complex bits of molecular biology and trying to understand it ourselves and then trying to explain it in a way that people can understand it because it's full-on stuff, that molecular biology. So it is challenging but good fun at the same time. And Pete, there was a controversial award given to number five, and that was for narrow row spacing, more crop, fewer weeds. And I recently tweeted about this as well, and it did stir up more controversy again. So that was published in August 2016, still as controversial as ever today, Pete. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) I mean, what we're talking about there is narrow row spacing to compete with the weeds. And I was making the argument that the narrower the row spacing of cereals, the higher they yield. Um, and because there's a lot of research backing that up and also the more they compete with the weeds. So it's great. It's a win-win, you know. You get more higher crop yield and fewer weeds, which is what we're all about. But I think a lot of, you know, it's an emotive subject. There's a lot of people sort of believe that they're not losing yield at the slightly wider row spacings, as say 12-inch row spacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I probably uh, dug my heels in a little bit and <laughs> suggested <laughs> that, uh, that they were losing a bit of yield, but perhaps they're making it up elsewhere in their system 
and uh, it did spark up, yeah, some pretty late nights on Twitter, that one, <laughs> <laughs> and it probably will again in the future, but uh, still, I, don't, I haven't had anyone debate that the narrow row spacing competes with the weeds, though, Jess, There's, everyone's good. pretty well agreed with that one. All right, excellent. And so, yeah, that's the highlights reel. So we'd love for you to read through them all on the RE website. It's our latest blog. But now we're going to focus a little bit on the evolution of um, the RE communications platform. We've got some big things coming up. Steve Powell's the director of RE, is retiring in a couple of weeks' time. His retirement function is just around the corner. And he was a big part of setting up communications in such a big way for the RE research group. Pete, can you tell us a little bit about the beginnings of how it all started? Yeah, well, RE has always done communication quite well, I believe, and they've had communications officers, and Steve himself has been a really great communicator. And he used to say to me, I'm really frustrated that the RE communication isn't great, you know, it's good, but I want it to be excellent. And I would say, I think it is quite good, Steve, you know, I think you're doing a great job. But anyway, we had that discussion for a few years, and he asked me a few times to join the team, and and for whatever reason I didn't, then eventually sat me down in the Qantas lounge and said, can you get on board? And so it was this point in time, not just all about me, but a point in time at which Steve had really decided to up the resources into communication at ARI, and uh, it was five and a half years ago or thereabouts. Uh, So I joined, and at the time we had um, just myself, uh, Lisa Mayer, who's still with us on the communication team, and at the time, as you said, Brogan Mikulov, who was in your sort of job, Jess, And the three of us really got a great opportunity to try new things. We really had a a license to to get stuck into it and and try whatever we really wanted within the, you know, realms of uh, being realistic uh, and also remembering that we're representing a university so we couldn't sort of go rogue. Um, And, yeah, so it was a great opportunity and we um, started off some great things and we've sort of added more, like this podcast, Jess, that you brought to the table. So... Yeah, it has been a great evolution and as the world changes and we get more and more different formats, forms of communication, that sort of challenges us to keep coming up with new ways of communicating with growers. Yeah, that's right. So Pete, what I would like to know is what was ARI Insight before it was ARI Insight? How did the communications program look before that? Yeah, well, there was a newsletter called ARI News and Views and what that was was uh, about every three months, a long newsletter with seven or eight stories would come out uh, that uh, mostly Lisa and Brogan were putting together back at the time and going to about 400 subscribers on an email list. And uh, and it was good, uh, but we sort of looked at it and thought, OK, well, we've got about 20 stories there. Why don't we just focus on one at a time and dig a bit deeper into it? And then that whole thing about coming up with a small email, then click through to the website for more, and then the scientists could click through to the scientific paper if they still wanted more. That whole layering approach Mm. was something we spoke about for months, really, to try and uh, work that out. It sort of seems obvious now when you've got a product in front of you, but it was an evolution from a more of a traditional sort of style newsletter to doing it regularly and one issue at a time. And, and, uh, yeah, it was really great to sort of take something that was already already working and then improve on it and then over the years build our subscriber list to now over 3,400. Yeah, it's very cool. And what about the name RE Insight? How did that come about? Well, uh, we had a few ideas. So what we did is we brainstormed our ideas, we wrote them on a piece of paper and then we walked around the corridors 
of the RE office and asked all of the staff, researchers, all of the RE team to comment on what their favourite name was <laughs> and RE Insight got the most votes. So that's okay. how we chose it. Oh, awesome. Well, that's a little, nice little fact that people can uh, keep in their back pocket. <laughs> a little bit of trivia. A little bit of trivia. All right, very cool. It's been a great communications program and, yeah, like you said, we'll continue on to evolve and we're adding video and and other aspects to the RE communications platform as well. Pete, is there any, what's the highlight for you over the years working on the RE communications team? Oh, I get lots of little highlights, Jess. I just think every time we sort of um, realise there's an issue, we start communicating across a range of platforms and then we see that practice change happening. For me, it's when practice change happens uh, so when is when I get excited and so seeing a lot of the adoption of Harvest Wheat Seed Control in all its forms has been brilliant seeing people really embrace crop competition is excellent and then look I'm gonna I'm not gonna pick on one Jess I just get a buzz every time we we uh, get stuck into a topic and we see that adoption happening on farm uh, and really we do this in the interest of the growers it's not about us doing extension to get adoption it's us feeling that we are helping the growers improve their farming system and essentially that's what it's all about. Exactly right. It's about the bigger picture. So happy 100th birthday to Ari Insight and may there be many more, Pete. Yeah, head down for the next 100, Jess. Yes.